good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. This is Rihanna from the Speak Your Mind podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well. So I've got a very special treat for you. This week, we're going to be rolling out the interviews that we had for Mental Health Awareness Week last week. Um, We felt that we wanted to have them on all of our platforms so that way those of you that may want to watch something visual, you can replay the videos on IGTV and our YouTube. Those of you that prefer something more audio, you have the opportunity to listen to it via our Speak Your Mind podcast. So between today and Saturday, you're going to hear a series of our interviews that are being rolled out. So we had them from Monday to Saturday last week. And you're going to hear loads and loads of information from a variety of guests, as well as personal stories around mental health, how mental health has impacted them and their families, um, how to prevent suicide as well, and what signs to look out for, how to support a friend, the importance of reaching out for help, mental health education, how to use your voice to triumph over your trauma and so 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 much more so listen out for all these episodes coming this week in the speak your mind podcast have a great day and happy listening this time but third time lucky let's just say fingers crossed for us are we here Valerie please tell me this now works are we here I'm here yes, we're I'm here, here. <laughs> oh my okay God. so do you know I think there might just be a little delay but okay. we're gonna live with it Yes. Keep going. We're going to keep going. No problem. Yes. If it means that I have to walk, I'll walk around the room, I'll walk around the room. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. Things happen. Things happen. And hopefully everyone can hear as much as we can, you know, as much as they can hear for the meantime. Sorry to everyone that's Okay, but quick check in. How are you? How's your day been? Um, as you well, I've, I've just been sitting looking at videos and chopping videos up all day from some of the shows that. Um, I've had the pleasure of working on so today's chop up day and <laughs> it's about yes. 15 of them <laughs> but it's nice because I'm revisiting all the wonderful people that I've had the pleasure of interviewing so yeah it's it's yeah and the sun's beginning to shine outside it might not look it but it is <laughs> no it's true it, it, it's not really warm over here I'll be honest okay. um, it's a bit <laughs> But this morning, I did go for a run still, despite the rain. It was raining. But yes, yes, looking lovely as always. Uh, I'm telling you, I did look like that about half an hour ago. But (laughs) (laughs) we have a couple of that. Don't worry, we're going to look totally different in half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what we women are like? We know how to quickly sort of splash it and, you know, and we're ready to go, you know get get going <laughs> live in five we're ready yeah yeah <laughs> totally 
Oh, good stuff, good stuff. So thank you, first of all, for joining me today. Yes, it's just lovely to have you because, you know what, I was looking at um, just some of the podcasts you've been doing. You've been doing some amazing, amazing work and so consistent. I was like, wow, you've got the fire. But you're the same. It's not just me, you're the same. So I, you know, whatever my synergy is, I'm working off, it's like the people around me, we're giving each other life. So it's the same. It makes no difference. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it much appreciated and obviously those of you that don't know um i was on valerie's podcast last year and this yeah. year actually yeah, wasn't yeah. It? we did yeah we did too didn't we and we're going to be doing the third because we have a motivational show we just haven't got around to doing part three yes the motivational show that was such an amazing experience and really good topics as well really really good topics that yeah, you picked yeah. so looking forward to that yeah so before we delve into discussion um, as I do with all my guests, you want to give everyone a bit of an introduction to who you are, what you do, and yeah, who well, you are and what you do. <laughs> do you know what? It feels, I'm not going to lie, it feels really weird because I've spent the last year doing that to everybody else. And now that I'm, you've <laughs> put me in that position, I'm like, um, yeah, what? I'm like, who am I? <laughs> oh, what, really? Yeah, what, a, what have I become? Um, <laughs> My name's Valerie Maxfield and I'm a singer-songwriter and I have always had aspirations to share if, if, if it was, you know, blogging or um, trying to finish this book that I started. Um, but in the middle of all of that, uh, I started um, Standing In My Truth and only mm. purely because every time I was having a conversation, even if it was random people or friends, um, I used to just say, look, just stand in your power, just stand in your truth. And from there, mm-hmm. I just coined the phrase and I thought, that's how I live myself. So I'm going to just start this podcast. And it was a podcast first. And then it migrated yeah. into having it being a YouTube show. And um, yeah. there was no concept. It was just, hey, um, I need to talk about mental health. I wanted to talk about things that I had experienced but I still didn't know because I still wasn't taking the mask off. I was mm. literally still carrying half a mask and being mm. jovial. And just as we started to do that, we were in lockdown. So how mm. much do you go doom and gloom? How much do you feel like you're putting on other people? So I, I've tried mm. to keep it with the same subjects, but adding a bit of lightness in there that there's a, a light at the end of the tunnel and you're not alone. So that's pretty much yeah. to sum me up. I love it. I love it. And that that in itself is a concept. So you're like, oh, there's no concept, but it's, it's a concept that's been birthed by itself. I, I you know, guess so. it's just been birthed. Yeah, I guess yes. so. <laughs> so tell me a bit more about your singer songwriting because I myself, I know we've had this discussion, but I myself, yeah. I love music music is my energy source. yes um i write music myself i sing as well and in all honesty when i was when i heard you sing i was like oh, this I'm woman can belt like, out a oh. note <laughs> what? Okay. I said, this woman can belt out a note so i met valerie at um it was Anne marie's yes. uh, motivation yeah. And she singing on stage, she was wearing this bright green. Yeah. And you see when she was on stage and you just captured 
in awe of her voice. And I was like, I need to introduce myself to her. Oh my God. I didn't even know who you were at the time. Yeah. I just told everyone, don't know who Valerie Maxwell is, go and Google her. <laughs> but, Do you know what? Yeah, That's a blessing. Oh, so enough of me rambling on tell the viewers a bit about your singing songwriting career oh my days uh, do you know uh, god again it's like i, I don't even t I, I just don't even talk about it and someone said to me i don't get you you're a singer you're happy to listen to everybody else you're happy to just amble along but you don't force the issue you not you don't post it you don't you know and I'm just a singer-songwriter who had the pleasure of, um, when I was young, in church, my grandparents took me to church, and um, she, I just started singing there, and I was only like, you know, eight or nine years old, and they, you know, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure there's many other people that went to church and they could sing, but for me, growing up, I was lauded with this thing about being a prodigy and wow and your voice at the age of eight years old you know for me it was like I really need to go home and eat some food I'm not bothered and <laughs> right and I know them one yeah I think there's still my yeah I think that's still my mental attitude today and uh, so here I am you know I, I started at eight and this went on for a few years so I was always told I could sing it wasn't I never believed I could sing I was always just told mm. and um, once I got to 16 and you then sort of realize about boys and you don't go to church and you know sort of thing that you know you kind of forget but I always still had that passion no matter where I was, I'd mm. sing, and then I got to college and uni, and I sang, and and I modelled, and and but it it was a case of I didn't think that I was going to be a singer. I wanted to just be mm. a lawyer. I just wanted to be a lawyer and work within that sort of field. And um, so I eventually one day I was at Sony Records where I was actually working in the law department, and mm -hmm. the, the guy that I was with kept saying, "You're always singing." You know, why is it you've never heard your voice on, on a track? And I was like, not bothered. You know, I'm actually mm. in a record company. And you've got Mary <laughs> J. Blythe walking through. You've got like genuine. And there was all these wow. people. And I'm like, I can't compete with that. What are you talking about? You know, it's mad. And um, so, again, I, I suppose that's, that's my own self-confidence. But it, again, it didn't bother me. And one, he just said to me, I need you to go down the road in West London gave me an address and I got there there was this producer sitting in this room and there was this other blonde woman and um, she said oh are you Valerie and I said yeah and I said um, uh, blah blah blah's coming to come down and um, see you have no idea I'm thinking yeah. of picking up papers and they said great so we are we are the candy girls and we've had enormous hits around the world and we're looking for this new voice and I just looked at her and I went like sorry Right. I mean, I'm being dead serious. This is not even a word of a lie. And I'm hoping that Paul Masterson is still around and he would tell you what happened when I walked in through the door because I was mm -hmm. bewildered and I've never even heard of them. I wasn't into the pop music. I was into my, I'm a rockhead. Believe it or not, I'm a rockhead. And so, yeah, my, I just like rock music. And, um, and even though I grew up with reggae and stuff like that around me and, uh, you know, dance or music, I just had this mm. thing about, 
someone wanted to do this whole thing on air guitar thing I was just mesmerized by it but um, yeah and I got into this studio and it was a cover version of I Want Candy uh, which was like um, I know a girl who's tough and sweet you know what I mean he's a fan he can be and there's a song on it there's I think there's an advert that came off with it I Want mm -hmm. Candy oh my day yeah. I can't believe I sang that song it was the most cheesiest <laughs> thing Ever. But you did it. But I didn't did it. And what know. happened after? Yeah, I didn't even exactly. I did not even know. I'd gone in and and it was great. I'd gone in and it was just like, oh wow, I've got a day of work. <laughs> and I've seen this song. <laughs> and um, so yeah, I got in and sang this song. And the song at that time we still had Top of the Pops. And it hit the chart straight mm -hmm. at number five. And it hit the charts straight at number five. And I, I was catapulted into a world that I didn't even didn't even know. I'm not even lying. Existed, um, mm. and so I did. My feet didn't touch the ground. I yeah. was, and so all of a sudden I had to grow a different persona. It was like shield my personal life. Yeah, you know, completely not go to yeah. all the parties and opening of a bloody envelope but pretend yeah. that I have a family and I really don't want people to be writing about me in the newspaper and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I hid away from my culture, my people yeah. per se. I let that whole world go and went into this mm. whole world of music. And Swept into it. I was, and before I knew it, yeah. the song had gone to number five. It was, I had to give up my job and I was just mm. on the road. and. Pretty much, mm -hmm. I lived on the road up until about, two, so say this is 1998, am I showing my age? So this is like <laughs> 1990, say 2000, do that 1990, so mm -hmm. 2000, I've, I lived mm. on the road up until 2000 and probably 11, 10, 11. That's a long oh, time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I lived on the road. Wow. Right. So, you know. Because, like, as much you can feel like oh touring is the life the lack of stability that you must have felt across those 10 years that's 10 years that's nearly a whole human body yeah, yeah <laughs> right that's his life. It, it was it, it literally was so i started wow. um and i lived i went and lived in australia i just, yeah. i was in brazil i mean i was I, I did the world at least two or three times over and i'm talking about every country i'm not saying uh, just mm. the, the big name countries. We went from the smallest to crying getting on one of those little shuttle planes in the outer Hebrides of Mongolia because I was so scared I was mm. going to crash because there was cattle <laughs> on the bloody plane. Uh, my nerves was jangled. <laughs> I, I swear it was just, oh my God, it, just living it all like, oh, they must have thought, yeah. who is this diva? Who yeah. is this diva? But I wasn't, I was just genuinely no, scared. Actually, I can really imagine because it's like you have to detach yourself from the whole life that you've had and it's somewhat of a grieving process still that you've not really had to endure because you've had to let go of everything. Everything. I'm sure you probably just about had a chance to take a pair of knickers with you, I, you know? I didn't. I didn't. It was literally, I, my home, when I did, I mean, I still gig, don't get me wrong. And you know, uh, uh, even though we've been COVID, we we got the chance to do like a virtual gig and stuff last year. So it's far and few between. But 
by the time I sort of came home-ish and tried to have a settled life back 2011 mm. going into 2012 um my this room that which I've converted I don't I'm not going to show it too much around but this room was to the rafters door to door this is a massive room this is a two-bedroom room two-bedroom house that I converted the back room into a studio so I've got DJ decks and I've got my writing it's just a really lovely room yeah. it had yeah. it had from the window to the door closed to the, to the ceiling oh, and tall, tall I bought on the road there was and because I didn't that's have time ten <laughs> that's 10 years worth of clothes yeah. every day a different outfit right maybe even three times a day yeah. right I can and, imagine but it but when I look back on it <sighs> this is a mental health thing because I was cluttering myself my mind, mm. my home, and not addressing mm. all the trauma that was in the middle of it. Yeah. And so did you develop somewhat of a hoarding I, issue? Yeah, I had a terrible... Do you know, lockdown is when I finally got most rid of everything, and we're in 2020. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, we're in 2021 now. 2021, but yes. right. So 2020, yeah. I started debunking the house, and um, mm. literally, just this room, I literally through practically everything out i still held on to things because it's like this is the memory of yeah the sentimental yeah but sentimental value well done but, to you. um because that's, that's a lot of work in less than a year yeah like it was. I, it I know a lot of people that do that do have hoarding conditions it can take months to do a square foot of of a room you know that's so it, it took a year wow. it took mm. a year to let go it took a year yeah. to look when i was sure. opening boxes and stuff and looking at pictures of oh my god oh my god and then there was bad yeah. memories in it and there was good memories in it there was times that yeah. um in the music industry there's only so much you could say at the time you know mm. yeah someone just says keep the memory not the object that's what i'm trying mm. to do is i'm actually trying Absolutely. to keep the memory and believe it or not now sometimes i'll sleep <laughs> And for some reason, something would just come across my brain that happened six years ago. And I think, God, where's that been? And it frightens yeah. me. But I think that's because I'm now allowing all the little things and all the traumas that I had in between to come out and not bottle them up anymore. Yeah. So, You're allowing yourself to feel. To feel, that's it. And so what happened was being on the road for a long period of time, I mean, I know you were asking why, but this, it actually trans into, into my mental health awareness um, mm -hmm. was I just didn't speak because you're governed by what the record label wants and they're telling you what to do most of the time. And it, for me, it was just great. It was beautiful. And, but at the same time, I had no relationship at home. I hadn't seen my mum mm. for, for, I could say probably a whole year. I would spend my phone bills were enormous. Um, I, my, mm. my 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 relationships were did they just diminished? Um, mm. Luckily for me, I had a guy that I beautiful guy. We're still friends, you know. We, it's funny. I know it sounds really weird, but the the the, the guys I've dated, which is all on five hands that I get in all my years, I'm still friends with them, bar one that's died. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, because. I believe in not holding bad memories and being really, you know, angry with that person. They didn't do anything to me and I didn't do anything, we just fell out of love. 
So there's a lot of yeah. trauma in that as well. But I didn't talk about yeah. it. I just gave up and just said, yeah. whatever it is that's bothering you, I'm, I'm done. But I'd never addressed mm. it. We didn't address it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So one, my house is cluttered. So my brain's cluttered. Too many things yeah. going on, not addressing it. Broken relationships, not addressing it. Didn't want to come home. And one day I, um, I was in Singapore and I started to feel really unwell really really mm. unwell by this time i've had i'm now with groove amada we've got hits upon hits i'm talking about playing with kings and leon i've been on the stage mm. with stereophonics david bowie mm. i mean it's mm. endless uh, you know like Beth, betty right before she died there's so many people i've performed with you know buster yeah. right you name it i've done it but yeah i did feel the need to tell everybody about it I didn't yeah. feel that need. They're my memories. And if mm. they remember me, they remember me. If they don't, they don't. But I have the evidence for it. But mm. it was, I'm still not talking. I'm still not saying. Mm. I'm holding so much in and just smiling with everybody. And mm. um, one day, I, uh, my relationship now was getting on top of everything else as well. And I felt sorry for him, but he gave me such a hard time. Not the, the guy of 10 years, you know. Yes, Groove Amada. Yes, I sang with Groove Amada. And I now sing for freestyle. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, and then, so I was double, I was double dipping. So I'm, I'm, free, I'm Groove Amada. <laughs> and then freestylers came in and freestylers was like, yeah, wow, I need Valerie M. And so I ended up running <laughs> two bands at the same time. So I would be in Brazil. And then mm. I, I had to have two passports, so I had to because obviously different customs, mm. American customs. So I had to go from Brazil, go through Jamaica, come back out, get into Europe, and then perform for freestylers like two days later. So it, oh. there wasn't any time. It got to a point that in the end they built me a um, a chest, uh, which is like a they they it's what they the, the roadies use to transport most of the equipment. So they yeah. bought, they hired, they got me one of them. And in it, they yeah. put a dartboard, a, um, a football, uh, things that I like, and all my clothes was in it. And it just got transported around the whole world. It just, oh. so I lived from this, it was mahoosive. <laughs> and then I still went shopping for trainers because I had a fetish for trainers yeah. and baseball caps. So, <laughs> you know, things like that. So I was double dipping, so you can, I never settled. And I wasn't having, I wasn't creating any friends back home. I'd left mm. my friends and they'd gone on to have the most amazing life and go out and socialize and I mean, wasn't part of it. And I wasn't part of it. Mm. And so, um, if, even, even with the road life, you've mentioned a lot about traveling. At what point did you rest? Because I know sometimes when people are on the road and traveling, they at least go home for a little bit. Did you um, not do any of that? The, if I was home, I would have been home probably three, four days at the max. Really? Never, yeah, three or four days at the max. If I wasn't double dipping, as I call it, if I was just with the one band, then yeah. I would have probably had probably a month at home. Um, yeah. Our seasons always start pretty much from, um, say, March. And you go mm. all the way down to say probably September, October. Yeah, you yeah. may have that part where you rest, write new music. Most of the music we'd write on the road. Um, and not mm. so much even with Groove Amada, I then started my own band 
my, so I still got my own band, Maxfield, because I thought I'm fronting everybody else's band. I want to be my own yeah. singer. I want my voice yeah. to be heard. Why is it that I'm singing everybody yeah. else's music and I'm not singing my own? So now I'm triple dipping. Yeah you know and then i'm doing garage music so doing dance music mm. and then all of a sudden i get a call and i come home to a rest and then someone brings me and mm. says uh are you valerie yeah seeing you okay got this tune can you sing it okay no don't have a clue about bloody house um garage music and to this day 20 mm. years on the bloody tune is still doing the rounds and crying <laughs> so we're still gigging this tune with a bunch of old people do you want a little taster so you want to give us a little taste Hell no! <laughs> I feel like I'm going to put you to sing. Everybody knows, I'm sure everybody knows good rhymes, you know what I mean? Oh, oh god. With my post the intro for anyone that doesn't know, okay? What's that? What's that? <laughs> I said I'll post the intro for anyone that doesn't yeah. know, I'll post everybody the intro for Everybody knows the good rhymes, we are See, there we go. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> or if everybody the same, we get tired of looking at each other. But yeah, but um, no, it, 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 when did I come home and rest? I, when I think about it, it was far and few between. As it got, as it got nearer to the end, where things started to pitter down with Groove and Marta, then debunked and decided they wanted to just be a DJ set. I then went on to write my own full album, and that was most enjoyable because I was allowed to express a lot of what was going on in here but by the time I started writing mm. the album I then collapsed and um, ended up in hospital for 10 months and 10 they months? Had, yeah te they didn't have a clue what happened no and I think to this day um, after removing cutting me back three times I was on life support I think for about two months of that I was on life wow. support and then when I they brought me out and then put me back in induced coma. That was like for another two months. So in total, I was down under for about six months in a coma. And then um, um, if it wasn't for my family, because they were going to put a tube in the throat and they said, I think she'd rather die because if she wakes up and finds that you've put, a, um, put the tube here, because they couldn't. And that's why people see my teeth and think, oh, you know, what's wrong with her teeth? It isn't. I've got, uh, I think it's here. I have got teeth, but they're broken because it's where they had to jam the tubes into my mouth because my mouth had already locked. I've passed out. And it's so they had to wow. literally, I'm not awake. I collapsed. So they had to prise my jaw, push. So I had a couple of gold teeth to the side. I swallowed them in the process. And so they must wow. have, yeah, it's a lot. That's what I'm saying to you. Oh, and it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot and uh they put the tube forced my mouth put the tube in so i've got a broken set of teeth at the side and you know i could get them done but for me that's my war scar they're, they're, they're my war wounds yeah and even two mm. weeks ago when i went back and the dentist fixed all the other side and she said you've waited so long to to, to even try you know we filled it you know they filled them up and i just said i'm not bothered yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, it's you know people can oh. either accept me if they want to think that this is bad teeth and that's their problem. I know what yeah. I have that side which is poorly broken, and so yeah, I had to wear this tube for God knows how long, and then my stomach stopped working. So I'm under for six months. I have no clue what was going on, but they just they came and they remember cutting off all my hair. My skin shedded 
So I had a, two nurses every day that was peeling my skin off and my hands and my feet because because where I'm not physically alive, I'm having a machine to do my hands like mm. that and exercise my feet. So my my skin was hardening. So they had mm. to peel like a skin like a lizard regularly to um, to keep my my fresh skin keep growing. Yeah, it was just and I spent 10 months and do you know when I woke up I didn't even know I was sick I just remember just but I have to give thanks and praise to St Thomas's Hospital 100% because mm. when I, I when I woke up and I saw the position I was in and it was that I was mm. either not going to be able to walk I won't be able to talk I won't be able to do anything but it mm. didn't register because for me no sorry not happening it, mm. it tore my family apart because decisions had to be made, which is switch off, do we keep it, do we do this? They fell out with my boyfriend. It, that mm. I, you know, I, I keep saying I'm so, I had to keep apologizing to them so much, even to this day, like, man, I didn't mean to put you lot through that. Um, but my mum always had faith, you know, that mm. That oh. is so bad. All right, is it there? Yay! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my I was God. like, it can't die now. No way, no yeah. way. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope, I, hope okay. I wasn't going to yeah. long. I had to just switch my internet box off. I'm running off the data. Oh, my God. So sorry. At least it's better now. Right, I'm going to make this quick so it doesn't happen again. So, sorry to everybody. Oh, no. Keep going. I was, in, I was engrossed. I'm sure everyone else was engrossed. Honestly, this oh, is, like you said, you're standing in your truth. You're I'm standing in your truth. Yeah. Um, but Carry on, I, darling. I didn't, I didn't, I think when, I remember when the counsellor came to when I woke up and I remember waking up and saying, um, I thought it was still six months behind and I woke up and I remember when I was trying to talk and there were, cause I, I couldn't write anymore. I'd lost mm. all the functionalities in my fingers and everything had become, wow. I'd become a baby. Yeah. And so I had to try and speak and, you know, mumbling, people putting their ears and saying, what is it? Or holding a pad and said, right, you know? And I remember wow. saying, um, did Arsenal win the FA Cup or was it Liverpool? <laughs> those things are, I'm football mad, as everyone yeah. would know, you know, but... Um, <laughs> sports show as well on the yeah, stand. Yeah. <laughs> but I did wake up, I did wake up and go, well, how the hell am I awake? And my stuff, so the fact, when, they, when I woke up, I was still open. They couldn't close me. 
So I was open for about another four to five weeks with mm. a bridge and um, a thing over. So I was wide open. My You can see all my entrails, the lot. Wow. Um, but I, I, I couldn't move. And so regularly every day, you know, every, I think it was every four hours, a nurse had to come and cauterize my skin and then push the bridge back. And it was every day pushing it back to bring my whole body and my stomach back together. And then it fused. So I lived like that, and you could hear, you could smell the burning flesh. It was oh my god! But anyway, I don't. I'm not trying to. No, no, it's okay. But I'm not trying to. I'm just in so wild. much yeah. shock. Even in the comments, there's people saying, "Wow, I didn't know this about you. Had no idea." Uh, you know, and and oh, man. And it's... priorities. I'm guessing that's about the football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't read anything. I I I. I, I no, okay. We've got. Um, says, "Wow, this is amazing mm. to hear." Um, you woke and you were still you, which is very true. Yeah, I just woke up and I goes, "Who won the football?" And then someone said, "Oh, you this you this is where we're now in." I think it was April, May, June. It says, "No, we're now in July." I was like, "What?" Yeah. You know, but I couldn't even say what. I just went, I just remember looking over and seeing my brother who, mm. God rest his soul, he's passed away now. I remember looking over at him and I think he was waiting for me to cry and I, I didn't cry. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. I didn't, I still held everything held all in. in. Mm -hmm. And so a counsellor came and, and when I saw this guy, I was like, a month into it, they said we have to because when we have patients who have come out in high dependency or you know um, intensive care, we have to make sure that their mind is still intact, mm. and, and um, you won't get out of the bed. I wouldn't get out of the bed because I'm like I'm in pain. When am I getting out of the bed and going? Really, you know, mm. this is by the time my belly's now fused. But they had mm. to put me in this contraption and say we need you to move. We need you to yeah. move. Yeah. But all I kept thinking, I tell you what kept going was. Oh, um, October's coming. We got a gig in Budapest. I need to be on it. <laughs> I'm laughing. God wow. forgive me. Oh, God forgive me. And I think my I only told my mum this about two years ago because she had no clue that I actually got out of the hospital bed and I got with a Zimmer frame <laughs> and I went to the gig. I've got on a flight and I performed October the 10th, 2005, 2006. Mm. Right, I never forget. Yeah. I would never forget. And but you, post, that's that's your passion. So I, I guess I, that's what was driving what me going. Yeah, and I wasn't. I not even left. I I didn't leave the hospital. I was officially discharged on the twenty second of October. Okay. And but I was able to have date. They're trying to integrate me back into society. Like mm. she's been in here for so long. We need to have her out and yes, go home for one day let yeah. her feel what it's like to be home for one day because mm -hmm. she'll become institutionalized mm -hmm. and again i kept everything in so as i was leaving the doctor said you just won't say anything we feel mm -hmm. that the reason why you went into full um, body shutdown because you you're either stressed mm -hmm. you, weren't, you weren't eating um you only eat leaves you you know you pretty much i uh, just ate leaves you know mm -hmm. and um they just said, uh, yeah, I'm just remembering it. They just said, um, you, your body shut down, you had streptococcus, which is 
uh, like a, a must have had a disease in my blood or something so mm. they remove the gallbladder they remove part of my intestines and loads of little things just to keep me alive yeah. just just they did everything to keep me alive and so one of the doctors which i still keep in touch with he wrote a thesis because he said yeah. one in a million survives what i went through one in a million and so he wrote a thesis about people that has got into a coma and literally everything is shut down nothing's working and no matter what you're doing it's not working but somehow they were able to put the tube through my ankle and through my wrists and able to get me going but um with that Sorry, you know, before, gonna... you, before you go on i need to tell you this comment because it's very much relative to i what can't see any doing. comments so no, okay. sorry everybody just rob official says tell the story give people hope for how hard life can knock you down you can choose in capital letters choose he's shouting that <laughs> choose to take the time and do the work to get back up and that is so very true thank so, you rob i can't see your comments guys so i'm okay. afraid uh, it's gonna have to be read out to me i can i only got that for some reason my comments just stopped so um i don't okay. see them anymore but it's it's fine um Better not, because then I'd get quite emotional. So I'm really trying to keep it as it is right no, now. No, you're doing amazing. I wasn't even expecting this, all of this. I actually wasn't. So I'm I just like. Wow. It seems to be just coming out. So I, I do apologise if that's not. Stop what apologizing we're talk about music, but um, it's true. All of a sudden, it was like I need to get back singing. I have to be back singing. I can't afford to not sing. Singing is the only thing I know, you know. Yeah. And and so that and wonderful people that embraced me there was bags of 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 mail that was from around the world that was, was posted in didn't get to read most of it because i couldn't see i couldn't i did not i could see but i couldn't touch i couldn't do anything i'm still being mobilized and they would um ricky who's passed away jesus all of the band they would when they still had to go ahead touring but do you know and i swear on the one mum who i know my mum is ill and my daughter my family mm. i in a coma people say you can't hear them mm. yes you can um, yeah i've heard that you can hear you people can hear them i yeah. swear to god and ricky came in and he was and i could smell the alcohol so they'd gone up you know so they were allowed in only purely because one one was one was my partner and he travels on the road mm. and i'm in the music industry the mm. whole of the groove armada band the freestylers they would sneak in late at night even after because i mean i mean in proper full intensive care so you can mm. only use only x amount of visitors we didn't have the covid like it is now yeah yeah and course. people were coming in and they would sit at ridiculous clock at night so i was told but mm. i could hear them Mm. And I remember Sam coming in and saying, Val, Lulu's having a baby. And then Ricky came in and said, oh my God, Val, we're having a baby. And I heard when they were telling me. So when I woke up, I said, has a baby been born yet? And they literally went, like, what? <laughs> and I, you know, uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky, God, oh God, he's gone now. He died two years ago. Um, and Sam is still here. But I remember t saying to Tim, my partner at the time, I said, so it's Ricky the baby, and he went. He just looked at me like, "You're, you're a devil. You're there's something wrong with you. How do you know?" I said, "He told me. He told me. I heard him." 
and I heard Sam telling me, you know, that Lulu's pregnant. And so I yeah. remember I could hear certain mm. stories. Um, but guys, I'm going to make this one make you laugh. And I'm going to come off this story because it's just, it is a bit traumatic. It goes on to be a bit. No, but it, it but, is what it is because it's all yeah. relevant, you know? It yeah. is all relevant. One of the doctors was having an affair with one of the nurses. And they would come into where I'm, uh, oh, so gosh. I've got like a whole section to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole Sorry. section. Because I was like literally sectioned off, right? So, you know, it's like a permission to come into that area. Yeah. And we could hear the doctor coming in and she was, she had the cheek to move my legs over, right? <laughs> Sit on my bed, right? I swear, I remember the doctor's name, everything. I remember oh when, he, when I came to, I asked to see him. Right. <laughs> they probably put us oh, in a coma, she's not gonna know. <laughs> I didn't even realise I was in a coma. I just said, where is Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they said like, I said, yeah, I've got, in my head I've got, you know, and I said like, why? He doesn't, he only treated you for X, Y, and Z. I said, I really, but he was the one who brought a telly Mm. and put it by so that I could hear football because someone told him she likes football. Mm. So he would bring little things so I could listen to wake me up and stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, he was having a bit of an affair with a blinking nurse. <laughs> so I could hear him telling that sister blah, blah, you know, yeah, I like you. And then she moved my bloody legs over because I can't move. So she'll move my, myself over and sat on my bed and the two of them are having Love talk, right? No, I swear no. to God, I put that in the book because no one would know. Yes, please. <laughs> I need, I need this book. I'm not saying anything more because I want to leave it for the book. It was uh, the things that they were saying. But when I woke up and I just said to him, I said, um, "So did you get it then?" And he just said, "Like what?" Well, I said, "Did she give it off then? Did she, did she give it up?" And he looked at me like I was absolutely lost. My, uh, it, do you know why they saw that doctor again? Oh, God. <laughs> he probably was so embarrassed. Right. I told him, I said, so did she give it up then? Because they were kissing and whatever, whatever in my bloody cubicle, you know? But, um, you know, I hope people laugh at that. I was giving people just like, you know, what it's like to be in a coma and you actually can hear what's going on. But mm -hmm. I remember leaving and they just said, um, you are living, the one thing I remember leaving the hospital with, you are living in survival mode. And I went, hell no. Mm. I said, and as the doctor said, the, 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 the counsellor said, what, why? And I said, he said, I'm going to tell you this, Valerie. It might not feel like it right now, but it's when it does hit you, you mm. will come crumbling down. Mm. And I... I just thought, yeah, whatever. I don't believe in all this mumbo jumbo. I was just grateful. I was looking over where my bed was positioned at a beautiful look over the Thames. I looked mm. over at Parliament. I was just doing that all day. And it gave me hope. I had the, the, the their clergyman that every day would come and visit and pray with me and literally give me hope. Because I was mm. so far away from my family as well. Travelling was a bit... My mum then had a heart attack while I was in the hospital. Gosh. So they kept that from me, you mm. know. And Because I couldn't figure out why she stopped coming. But mm. it was so much for her that she was going to lose me. She ended up having a heart attack, yeah. you know. Um, so it was that difficult for her to keep coming and see me in that position. Anyway, mm. um, I left the hospital mm. and... 
slowly resumed my music again, but it was a very, I walked most places with a Zimmer frame. I had mm. to have my bottom changed. Mm. Would you believe it? Me. A capita. Flipping believe it. Was I it a capita? The... I had capita. Mm. Because I, did, I didn't know when I was pooping myself. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, because I'd lost all sensation. Yeah. It was the most embarrassing. Oh my God. But you know what? I'm telling you now, and it's not an embarrassment, it was my journey. Mm-hmm. It was. It's because who would have thought I was still able to get up and dance like hell and mm -hmm. get, you know, still go album on the stage. Mm -hmm. I still was able. It took me a year, don't get me wrong, to maybe a hundred percent. yourself back there. Yeah, with beautiful, you know, I, the, 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 the hospital, um, they filmed it because, again, for them, it was a, a very feel-good story. And they right. put it on the BBC. I think I've got the video somewhere oh, still. Yeah. Um, so the BBC would come in. Yeah, the BBC came in at the time. They used to have this thing called City Hospital or something. Okay. And on the BBC. And um, they were following my journey, watching me wake up and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And um, and they put it on telly saying, you know, this girl that sings for Groove Amada, she's in a coma, rah, rah. Did, I didn't see anything of it, obviously. And yeah. even though they gave me the video of it, I refused to watch it because I don't want to revisit it, if that makes yeah. sense. It took me seven years to revisit it. Yes. And then, um, but true to form, the man said, the woman said, you are going to crumble. And mm. true to form, that's exactly what happened. I hit the ground with, it's like depression, anxiety. Never in my life did I ever have a panic attack. I've never mm. had anxiety. And I remember laughing and saying, it's all them bloody, bloody, bloody transfusions. I said, I've got someone else's blood and now I'm not the same anymore. Yeah. But this is my coping mechanism. I do these sort of things as a joke, you know. Mm. And, but I'm grateful to every single, because I've got that O blood type. Mm. So it wasn't common to get, you know, you got A and B, but O is like kind of, I think it's, I think <coughs> it's like queerish. But anyway, cut a long story short, um, took me a year to be able to walk without my feet hurting and sore. But I still put on my trainers, I still got on the stretch. Eventually I lost the walking stick and um, they didn't have to carry me to the stage anymore. And I now get on the stage and put on a full show and then I get to the side of the stage and then they had to take me back and I was hurting, you know? And, um, and I lost certain tones in my voice. So there's songs that I sang, you know, prior to that and the tone is not the same. I struggled to hit those pitches but mm. I can still sing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, my life changed Amazingly as well, by the way. Sorry? Yeah? <laughs> Amazingly as well, by the way. <laughs> Listen, you're a singer. There's people that are so, so much better than me. I just I just know that I have a tone and, and I try to do the best with it that I can, if that makes mm. sense. And then I threw myself into just the music and I lost a lot. Um, I, you know, all, I nearly lost all of my savings, but I st luckily I'd accumulated a good home and my money and stuff. So, but when the depression came and my mental health, this is where we at, it started to mm -hmm. suffer. And I hid that. Mm -hmm. I hid that I was depressed. I hid my anxiety. I hid my panic attacks. And mm -hmm. I then start to lose my self-confidence. But again, you would never know. Yeah, because yeah, because it's I, like it's the opposite to the persona that you had built. Yeah. So it's like yeah. trying to admit something that 
the total opposite to what you've tried to build, which is right. very much outgoing, vocal, individual. I could imagine it. it yeah. yeah, it can be quite Lost character it. diminishing. So it did. Say. Stripped yeah. me of my confidence completely. Mm. And so there was one song that I wrote with the freestylers and it's called, Is It Possible? And um, pretty much, you know, I, I remember when I wrote that song and also I, it's like I lost the ability to write music, write songs, lyrics, because I was, I started to feel confused. Mm. But I, and all I could hear was that person, what she said, you are now in survival mode. This is where she goes, if you think surviving, being in a coma for X was anything, it's how you're now gonna survive when mm. you actually admit to yourself that you had an issue, yeah. that you're hiding, you've never stood in your truth, you've never spoken up for anything that, you know, you're quick to give other people advice only purely because you've experienced it, you've seen it, you've done it, you've just never told them it was you. Mm. So you're, I was quick to say to someone, I could look at you and say, I know you've got an issue, Noriana, mm. and I feel that this is what you need to do. Mm. And so I spent a lot of time doing that mm. and not looking at myself. Mm. And um, and then I hit rock bottom and I started to drink a lot to hide my pain. And it worst of them, my brother died in 2015. That was it. Mm. I mean, how, you know, that was it. He's my close buddy. How could my close buddy? So I've already lost my boyfriend, he's dead. And now I'm losing my brother, how, what the hell? And yeah. I start asking questions. Why is it that I was worse sick than they were and they're gone and what am I still doing here? Mm. How dare I still be here, mm. right? You know, I don't get it. I don't mm. get it. And, um, but me asking myself those questions makes me now today be great. grateful for everything I have because mm. there had to be a purpose why I survived absolutely there is a purpose I just don't know what it is but well um, you see that now but you're living in your purpose believe it or not believe I, it or not I believe yeah. you are and uh, um, I just also want to read out some comments because there's okay. been a few but in regards to finding your purpose, you're doing what you're doing and the way how you're doing it is inspiring to others. So there's a comment here from uh, the trauma artist. Oh gosh, what am I doing? Sorry guys. <laughs> I just yet. But um, yeah, we've got some saying, sorry to hear this. Had no idea. Okay, you're a badass. <laughs> oh God, I don't feel like one. <laughs> Um, and then this um, the trauma artist says this is why I do my art I lost my voice but still need to speak this is so important um, just from official says the universe wanted this to be told it's how these conversations go it's very true sometimes we we don't imagine like what we're saying about we didn't expect any of this to happen didn't yeah. expect but yeah the conversation flows and whatever's meant to be heard is meant to be heard I, uh, I, I, I apologize for speaking you need we need to hear it which is very true um, a 
and a question here actually from Josh Rob Official and I guess this was about the story with the <laughs> hospital staff. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> is this what inspired the song with Hankook? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm getting nothing yet, bro. <laughs> right, that I'm not telling. <laughs> oh, please don't get it. Please don't give it the song. I did a song with Hank Cook and it's called Please Don't Give It Up. Okay. So I think that's what he actually means. <laughs> that's a very good question. That is absolutely hilarious, actually. I don't know, I just, all I, all I can say to everyone, because I don't want to keep everybody on this live, it's, it's gone long enough, I guess, but um, I started drinking heavily, let's come to where we are now, I started drinking heavily and started choosing the wrong relationships mm. and um, again, not, a dr I, I wanted to be, it's like I, I created this whole persona of, yeah, and I won't hurt you, and and mm. and, I, and I will love you, and and I don't want to ask for anything in return. This is, mm. you know, but I generally am like that. But mm. you know, I thought I've I, I've had some beautiful relationships, but when, once I started drinking, I just started choosing wrongly. They didn't last a month. Some of them, I'm not saying I slept around. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying you meet people. And by yeah. the time I'm talking to them, I'm too busy being drunk to even have the relationship with them. Okay. Because I'm now living my life in a bottle. Yeah. And and then I knew when to stop and then I started. Then I knew when to stop. And it's funny, when my brother died, I, it's after he died I drank. I didn't drink before then. Mm. So I'm 15 years vegan, you know, veg vegetarian. Don't drink alcohol, I don't smoke. I am as clean as they come. Mm. Come out of hospital, almost mm. died, and picked up devices. Yeah. It does Coping that. mechanisms. Yeah. Coping, Coping mechanisms. And yeah. so, as soon as I didn't want to think, I used mm. the alcohol to make numb not thinking. Yeah, and to escape it And this is where she said, and this is what I tell people now, you are living in survival mode because what you happens is you use things to blot out the trauma mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. your trauma can come from your listen I, I haven't even touched my childhood i'm not even gonna go there today <laughs> oh no we're way. gonna do another one don't no, you worry yeah you know childhood <laughs> i'm not even going to i don't need to i'm not looking for anyone to go oh my god you know feel sorry it's not that it's about mm. dealing with the trauma mm -hmm. trauma is one of the things that we do not work on we yeah. don't talk about we, mm -hmm. we 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 tend to say do you know what because it happened no one knows i'm not going to tell but what happens is when you you even if you just talk tell your best friend mm -hmm. tell a friend tell a stranger mm -hmm. you are releasing the trauma to allow you to live you're yes. releasing the thoughts in your head the worst thing to be is in a relationship with someone that you can't communicate with yeah the worst so, thing you could ever ever do folks is yep. and that even could just be with your mom Yep. You know, or your dad, or but also with yourself, self. the relationship with yourself, with not self. communicating with oh, yourself. Girl, and these are the things that I now adapt these tools, and so it. So I'm gonna. I had to heal. So yes. I've gone through a healing process. So yeah, let's let's talk about the healing, healing now. process. Yeah. So the healing process was, I dragged myself into oblivion. There's a lot of stories behind it, so it's not necessary. 
but I dragged myself into certain places that I, there was times I woke up in Russell Square and didn't know how I even got there. Someone mm-hmm. had to put, a man found me in the middle of the road and put me in a car and mm-hmm. said, got me home because he went through, rifled through, found my address. Oh, wow. That was when I knew you're either going to go die and imagine that. Why are you killing yourself when you almost died for not killing yourself? Mm. And you're not addressing. And so what I did was I turned around and I rang a friend. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, I keep, I just can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm just done. You know, mm. she said, I can't, I don't get you. You have got everything going for you. She goes, I don't know one woman that doesn't have anything. You don't want for anything. You've got everything. And mm. I said, but I'm empty. It's like, I just feel like I'm on empty. Mm. And all the things I want to do. She goes, but you've done more than any, some people have done in their whole entire day or their life. What mm. is it? And, um, you know, I had to, it was that day I admitted to myself, things have to change. I need to stand in my truth. This mm-hmm. was 2017. So 2017, I thought, when I first turned and said, this drink has to go. You mm-hmm. need to go. You go right now. Yeah. And um, you chose that for I yourself. Ch- I chose, choose the, so it was one by one baby steps. Cause you can't mm-hmm. just go, all oh, right, everything's done. It yeah, doesn't... but you have to have the will behind it as well. Right. Exactly. Do the baby steps and have to be brave enough to know, okay, this is what I need to do for me. It's not for anyone else. Yeah. And to take that first step, it, it takes so much courage. It does. I And what it was, someone had, someone had taken a photo of me. This is when I first started, because I was now putting weight on. Mm. And and that was just shit for you, alcohol. Because I've never, I've always been like a you know, skinny little runt. But yeah. now alcohol was now demolishing all my insides, all the good work that these people had worked to get yeah. my body going. Yeah. Now I'm visiting the hospital every two months because yeah. you know my intestines are no longer working yes i'm doing everything it, I've, right so i've started to undo everything they put that worked in yeah. my body i was yeah. undoing it and so i spent a copious I, there was nights that you would see i would talk to you now guaranteed two hours later i'd be sitting in the hospital on a drip because they need to drip me wow that you know and it's only just recent i'm not this is not like you know just five years ago this is recent so in the end um I had to be honest with myself and say, what is bothering you? Yeah. I dread just, just, just speak about it. And I remember dropping to my knees in my living room and I bawled my eyes out, literally. Mm. Once I dropped everything, it was so cleansing. It was like, <gasps> okay. I got on the phone and I'm gonna give all a lot of praise to my friend, Diane Alexander Henry. All the praise goes to her, it's not even me. This girl had my back. Mm. What I mean, had my back. She she wouldn't allow anyone to say anything bad because people could see it, but no one stood up for me. Yeah. I had people starting to hate, I had trollers. the, The trolling that I've had, the bad things said about, and I haven't moved through, I'm in my house, you know, remember this. I am mm. not moved. I am who you see I am today is who I am. But people mm. found ways of just saying horrible things because it's okay to say horrible things. Or, you know, you know, I've had a similar co- sort of conversation with you when I met mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is how I kept thinking, I'm only wearing half a mask. I don't really want people to know. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold and I thought, no, I'm gonna stand in my truth. Mm. And whoever doesn't like it, that's not my problem anymore. Yeah. 
it's not my problem for you to like me. It's really not my problem. And I'm not going to try and look, look, post things to be influenced by anyone or I am only standing in my truth for what I know, what I've experienced and how I know it damages other people. Mm -hmm. And so I put the drink down and I put that phone call and we spoke. She listened for hours without mm. one ounce of judgment mm -hmm. and she didn't need to. Mm. And she kept saying, you might have to take some lithium. And I said, I don't want nothing. And I did. I went clean without any drugs whatsoever. Yes. I didn't go to no therapist or anything. All you don't it was, was, I'm not drinking. I'm done. This yeah. is what I'm now doing for myself. Yes. I am doing this. And anything that comes to my head that I've not addressed, I'm now addressing it. I'm going to yeah. write it down. And when I finished writing it down, I crumpled it up and I threw it in the bin. Mm. And I said, okay, so I, yeah, I, I'm done. That's it. It's in the bin. That means I've now spoken to that, my journal. Mm -hmm. Yes, he hurt me. He called me names. He punched me fine. And mm -hmm. I didn't retaliate back. All I did was I walked away. Shame on you, Valerie. You should have done better. And I thought, no, at least I'm still here because I could. he could have killed me. So I tell you what I'm going to do. Absolutely. And I went, thank okay. you. Let me get. And then I got my music out. And I, I had writer's block for a year or two. I didn't write anything. And then I finally, just as I was about to release the album, I released the album and guess what? We went into bloody lockdown. So <laughs> my album that I worked so hard on got released on the 30th of March last year. And then we went into um, lockdown. And so the poor album just is just sitting there. And I, I thought, you know what? I can't be asked. It was sitting there. And it was only funny enough yesterday, someone messaged me and said, I didn't know you wrote an album. And I said, yeah, it's called Earth Baby. And the guy texted me at 2 p.m. Yeah, it's called Earth Baby. Okay, I'm and gonna everyone go listen to Earth Baby now. <laughs> and he, okay. he, he, he texted me at two o'clock in the morning thinking I was sleeping. Mm. And he came back and he said, You would be any record label's um nightmare. He said, There is not one song you could pigeonhole. He said, I went on such a musical journey with mm. your songs. Mm. I feel that I know you inside out. And I just remember shedding a tear at 2.30 this morning. And when I got up finally about 10 this morning, I messaged and I said, you didn't have to. And how the guy did it was, I was on, how he found me was I was doing the show last night, the music show with a couple of guys. And okay. he must've went on the, the, uh, um, the YouTube. And he thought, God, where the bloody hell is this girl, you know? <laughs> And then, and he found me and then two o'clock in the morning, he messaged me. And um, it, and so the healing for me is this folks really was, I had to look at myself first. Yes. I was quick to tell everybody else what to do without looking at me. And so mm. this is something again, I tell people, stop taking advice from people who are not wise. Mm. Stop taking advice from people who are not wise. Because at the end of the day, they have probably never walked in your shoes. Mm. They've never been where you've come from. What you can do is listen mm. and to adapt, take things that applies to you and leave the rest where it needs to be. Yeah. Because nothing in life is a coincidence. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sorry, it's not a conspiracy. It is a coincidence. It's just, 
it's, it's if you're listening you can actually hear your thoughts telling you what you really should do yes but it's down to you to be ready to receive that information that yes. is being said to you so you could tell me something that's good for me i've not heard it because yeah. i was too busy the other side was too busy hearing something else yeah. or talking to myself yeah you know without hearing something that is going to be benefiting me so i always say to someone don't take advice from someone who isn't wise and it doesn't mean the person isn't wise it means you're the, not the wise one you need to learn to listen yes and you filter as well yeah filter. like you said not not all information is for you and sometimes hey, that's what i mean Ah, there, there, there's a saying that I heard. I can't remember it precisely, but not everyone has good intentions for you. They'll give you bad advice on purpose. <laughs> That's, do you see what you see what I'm saying? Don't yeah. take information for people who aren't wise, and, okay. and, and we've all done it. But you yeah. don't know who, who's wise and who's not. But when I was less wise than I am now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know who's wise and who isn't. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say, don't take messages from people who aren't wise. What you should be doing is just listen. It doesn't yeah. matter who they are. It could be a man on the street who's <laughs> as as who you think is crazy, right? Mm. And this is the problem. We call everyone crazy. They weren't crazy when they were born, were they? Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. Something had to make them that use that terminology having a mental breakdown or mental mm. unawareness mm. and we tend to glorify mental health when in fact everybody has a mental breakdown at some point in their life yeah. it could be minute it could be huge it yeah. could be off the scale it just yeah. depends how you deal with it yeah and Absolutely. it's the children i worry about more than anything these days because when we were growing up we uh, we had different avenues we didn't have social media to to um uh, influence our, our mind mm -hmm. you know but it's it's, it's in the social media and even older people you know that you know middle age older are being influenced and in the day and age that we're in it's hard it is <laughs> It so is, it's true. And I don't feel that people really acknowledge how difficult it is for children, particularly that are involved in social media. But I think that will be another podcast for another day. Yeah, another but just for me, the healing day. was learn yeah. to write and throw it away. Found myself, found my faith. I know not everybody believes in God, but believe in, if you don't believe in God, just believe in something. Believe, believe in yourself if you don't believe in anything yeah just believe in yourself whatever you say and put out there is what comes back you know absolutely speaking into existence and yeah and even when you know and i just want to share this before we actually get off because my healing is this i had to those <sighs> i try not to wear a mask i still wear sometimes a mask you know mm -hmm. at the best of times because I'm so, we, we are all protective of what we do, protective of who we are. And I, I hate rejection and I, you know, we all hate to be rejected. And mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, um, two things I asked the universe, no, I asked actually God and I said, God, I need to, I need a change in direction. Of, and I seem to have stumbled of, I don't, I don't know where I need to be. And I said this three weeks ago and I got some bad news about my dad. My dad just found out he's got lung cancer. So I said to, I said to the universe, listen, I can either stop what I'm doing with my podcast and 
and actually go out there and rather than diminish all my savings and everything I've had over the years because I'm lucky enough not to work you know and worry about money too much everyone's got to work can you get me a job then something that's going to still keep me within my family and it's just a little bit of money to come back in um mm. it's been a while of working and um I need that in two weeks time I need to also I just want you to allow me to not be so hard on myself for I because now I use food as comfort the alcohol I use I've now used food to substitute as a replacement it. right yeah. and I was asking him to say look I was able to stop drinking without anything no aid please mm. I'm asking you to just let me stop what is it that's now bothering me mm. why I'm now eating myself into my whole body weight and I started mm. to feel bad about myself. And for some reason, I don't know where the clarity came from on Monday, this week just gone. I literally, for some, it was like this weight. I don't care. I don't care. I'm doing my squats. I'm going to live because guess what? The body that I'm in is rented. Mm. The space that I'm in is rented. Mm. And the undertakers are sitting there waiting for them to make that money off this carcass that I live in. So while I'm still here in this wonderful universe, regardless of people who have died and the sick and the ill, and once I can breathe, I'm going to enjoy yes. and taste, and I'm oh. going to smell, and I'm going to feel. And if I want to change my hair today, I'm going to change my hair. And if I want to wear that color today, I'm going to wear it. And I don't care yes. how it yes. reflects, but I want to ref I want to reflect happiness. And so this body that could give up on me and this heart at any moment, mm. while I'm here, I want to know that when I left, I enjoyed every minute of it rather than giving myself grey hairs yes. about why does my got bags under my eyes or why is it that I feel tired or why is it that I've got a big belly? You know what to do to get rid of that stomach. Yeah. You know what everybody knows what to do if you don't feel cut. And, and a lot of people... Yeah mimic themselves they take the piss out of themselves like i don't care i'm fat yes you do care otherwise you wouldn't have done that mm. yes you do care do mm. not you know i've done it i've done the shaming of myself mm. but it mm. doesn't make you feel better about an hour later or two hours later yeah yeah it's that instant gratification it's instant gratification mm. Gratif mm. gratify yourself by that one step even if you've got a cucumber juice and if you mm. don't do it tomorrow hey it, it is what it is yes so heal yourself with goodness good yes. positive thinking yeah. address if you've known that you were abused in a young in, when you were younger <clears throat> don't say oh why me mm. don't you know don't if you need to cry it out then cry it out absolutely if you feel you know because it may have happened to you 10 years ago it's something you just cannot revisit but you know what? I always say that if you're hurt from it, you need to heal from it. Heal from and it. In all honesty, that can mean anything. That there could be go. a loss of a child. It could be job loss. It could be death of like anything. Anything could be absolutely anything. But if it's hurt you, you need to heal from it. And yes. no one can tell you that it's not traumatic to you. Right. Like, yes. No one can tell you what has traumatized you. Your yeah. trauma. Trauma deal with trauma. that trauma deal with that trauma listen people get rejected and i know that i've listened to other people who said um 
mate, I've, I've got so much qualifications that I'm being rejected and rejected to the point that they've, they've taken the rejection so personal. Like the mm. companies who are rejecting them knows them. They don't know you. Mm. It's someone that's externally rejecting your CV. Mm. And it's easy to actually feel that you're useless, worthless, you've got mm -hmm. nothing, and you just want to pig out or drink or take drugs or lie on the sofa I don't want to speak to anybody I can't cope what do I do it's that easy to fall into that depression yeah, absolutely. I've had days in, in COVID where I cannot get off the sofa mm -hmm. I cannot move because I'm feeling sorry for myself yeah. and but yet still I have to get up and show up on a Thursday night and interview people who, and I've still got to go, hey, how are you? How is it today? Positive affirmations. Well, four hours ago, I was literally. Yeah, yeah. But that gives me life. Mm. That gives me life. And then, when I, and then when I finish, I go, what the hell's wrong with you? But that's me. That's but how that I That really what pushed you to come out of that. You yeah. know what can drag yourself out of those, you know, yeah. low moments. Yeah. You loop into your toolbox. It's like your podcast or hosting yeah. is your toolbox of healing. Yeah, yeah it is. And, you know? and I, I tell people, you know, I, I'm not, here to, I'm, you know, I'm not here to tell anybody anything. I feel that because now I'm allowed, I'm allowing myself to. That's it. Pride is one of the biggest fall downs in anyone's life. Absolutely. I've got the biggest for me. Pride has been my weakness. I am very, mm. I'm a very proud woman, and I always mm. want to look like it's, you know, it's <laughs> wonderful, you know. But uh, guys, I'm human as everybody else, and the thing is, this is why probably uh, people who are influencers, when people do have, a, I'm not an influencer, by the way. Trust me, I'm not an influencer. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm only doing my perception of what I see people out there doing. And mm. when you have a go at them and people say things, I say, well, you put yourself out there for that. Yeah. You can't be out there saying, well, I've got and I do and did for no one to turn and say, well, brother or sister, well, really and truly, you deserve what you get. And they'll be like, who you think you're talking to? And then they take to Twitter. Had that person, no, you did that. Yeah. There's not yeah. everything that you have you need to put out there. Address yeah. it. Yeah. Address it. And yeah. if you feel that you've got no one around that, then come and talk to 20,000 people and say, <laughs> um, no, no, I'm being sick. You know, Lizzo did it. Lizzo, who's got millions in the bank, came on Twitter and cried yeah. her eyes out that she can't cope. And that's because she couldn't cope before she was famous anyway. Mm. And this is what I'm saying about the music industry or being a creative writer. People like that where they have a different energy, a different synergy because mm. it's, a, it's a little creativity that anyone can knock it and when mm. your creativity is being knocked you do have anxiety mm. because you're showing you're actually wearing your heart mm. on your sleeve yeah. and so when you're creative your uh, your energy you need to have positive energy around you mm. what that one bit of any you know knocking you can take you out for days mm thank you out for days and so the history if you, look, as I said, if you look at so many artists you see that they all have some form of lower depression or, mm. and i'm not saying that's me i'm talking about everyone is like that yeah but it's yeah. in different formats so 
my healing is my healing and i'm just going to thank you and i've talked so much to you today. no no it's fine it's fine and it's do you know what we've kind of covered a lot of what we said we was going to talk about anyway but um just to kind of round off i know you've spoken about you've spoken about your journey through music you've spoken about health issues spoke about relationships and childhood briefly um tell me briefly in your own words what do you feel was the driving force behind you setting up your podcast standing in my truth oh um i talk too much <laughs> sorry <laughs> right one I like a good laugh, as you can see, right? Yeah. And I try not to take myself too seriously. So I, the friends that I have around me, we would crack up for days and I would be laughing and things like that. And it really was supposed to be like me and my friend Diane and God forbid her mum died. So we haven't had to do that podcast the way we wanted it to be. Yeah. And um, But it started out like that. And then I thought, as I said, there was no, there was no, there was nothing. There was no concept. Yeah. And... I thought, do you know what? I'm nutty as a fruitcake. People do call me a fruitcake. Um, and I'm actually just going to go start a podcast and I'm going to say, well, today someone came in my DMs and I'm bad enough. What the hell are you talking? You know, things like that. And then I thought, I'm not interested. No one listens to my, because they don't want to hear what I've got to say. And I thought, I don't want to be talking about what everyone else is talking about. And so my driving force was me, just be me. And the people I've met, Mm. and the people that I look I would watch on the news or Facebook and I reach out to them I send them emails and I said I think your story is amazing mm. I am standing in the truth podcast and I'd love to just talk to you about how did you survive or mm. how did you get here or you're you're so positive can I take that positivity and put it in my show yeah. Um, yeah. nothing to do with elevating me I just yeah. want them to tell their story. Yeah, I think well, it's amazing, and it's true. And it's, and it's that's just how it is for me. Standing in my truth is asking you to come and stand in your truth with me. And you know what? It's you giving yourself permission to stand in your truth allows other people to stand in their truth too. I hope so. I, I personally feel because it's like a transmuted energy that you give right. off. You're giving your wholehearted emotion yeah. and yeah. everything you you know you're giving your everything into a show and you're not holding back you know i can't the, i don't know how to yeah i no, don't know how to <laughs> yeah. yeah even like we've got um the trauma artist she's uh, they said um i would love to go on the podcast if possible and it says how beautiful you give people their voice after you lost yours beautiful and that's why i felt it was a lot of um self-advocacy so to speak okay. in regards you overcome yeah. advocating for yourself to heal self, yeah advocating yeah. For yourself to speak your truth and i love it so you probably got another person that's interested right there the trauma uh, is that trauma artist yes let's, let's, so, hey, reach out let's, let's reach out to each other let's talk i love her actually i i think i found her and i added her and I just watch what she does, and uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I have seen her on uh, on um, on the Insta, and um, I love. I just she just she just exudes energy. There you go. Like, it's the same with you, Rihanna. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I hope that when people 
do watch this and all the other people that's had on and they reach out and because your nature is so you're calm i'm an excitable little freak you know <laughs> but you're you're calm and it's yeah, exactly oh i can see that that just came up Lovely. oh you can see the comments now and I, I don't know why that just came up you was meant to see it that's way. yeah that's how weird all this time i couldn't see anything um, but yeah, love this network. Absolutely. And you can see I'm not done. I don't do, yeah, I definitely don't do, um, I don't do the lives. So um, it's the weirdest thing to, because uh, I had to obviously do my phone, right? So, well, we we got the in the we end. Got the and in that's the, the main thing. And yeah, the story was this it's mm. the collaboration and other people finding each other, other yeah. people being aware of what is happening in the world today teaching yeah. people of all the things that's happened in the past yeah. without making anyone feel that age is is, is a barrier mm. age isn't a barrier education is and not it is knowledge knowledge mm. is education and yeah. educate yourself about yourself yes look at other people the way that other people have walked see the shoes that they've walked in you yes. don't have to walk in those people's shoes but one day you may find that one day you're trying on their bloody flip-flops you understand <laughs> you know might not be their shoes but you're in their flip-flops yeah. and you just have to give yourself a space and peace find yourself don't be hard on yourself you understand yeah. and Absolutely. and you know and if you have got something to say yes uh, someone just says uh, let me read it out. Know yourself. Yeah, if you could, because I can't, yeah. Know yourself. Yeah. And it's hard to know yourself, I'm not going to lie. But listen, if you listen, if you really close your eyes for five, three minutes a day mm -hmm. and just literally put your head down and think. No noise, no noise, lock out the noise. You yeah. hear what is really going on with you yes 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 and that's my driving force so i thank you and to listeners yes and everyone that's been engaged and messaging and participating it's been beautiful it's been a magical experience even here trauma, the trauma artist said finding your people after finding your truth is magical absolutely absolutely magical ah uh, okay we're gonna talk trauma we will talk trauma let's talk <laughs> Let's do, let's do this <laughs> so you've already given your, your healing techniques what you do for yourself um I hope just, that's okay I hope that was yeah fine. of course of course mm -hmm. i was just gonna say one last thing i would like you to do is tell people how they can find you oh wow um uh, uh <laughs> where they can find me um where Stand up, I? Let's I, I went stat right okay so i'm not gonna mention music <laughs> you don't i can't remember but standing no. in my is you got at standing in my truth um, yeah. You can actually go to my website. I have got a website called www.standingmytruth.co.uk, and it yeah. actually just has all the podcast shows that's been on before. It will yeah. give you a synopsis about me mm -hmm. um, and who I am and why I started it, yes. and um, it would also trigger you into various other little places um, like your merchandise. Oh, my merchandise is on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you see that? <laughs> I got my own merchandise. I don't yeah. know why I did merchandise because I'm not like, I'm, I don't know why, but I've got it and people are actually asking for it. So, and I've made some well, cups. That's why. Yeah, I got cups and I've, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I've got cups and I've now got little children's t shirts, little babies' t shirts that, you oh. know, I'm child of God. 
and I've got Charlie yes. and I've got standing in my, you know, the little child is standing in their truth and they get their little name on the top and yeah. things like that. Just, you know, everyone's doing merchandise these days. So I just thought, hey, oh yeah. Um, uh, and your album, Miss Oh, um, my album is on YouTube. So YouTube is standing, if you go on YouTube, it's standing in my truth. If you go on Twitch, it's standing in my truth 2810. Um, YouTube is Maxfield. So YouTube is standing in my truth, but if you want to hear music, uh, you just look up Maxfield, Earth Baby, that's my personal album. But then just look for Valerie M and you'll find all Valerie M music. Yeah. Google on. her, you will find her. You'll find everything that is out there, trust me. Every, I'm not every show that I've been around the world, you'll find it. It's okay. <laughs> you know, but, um, Bless up to everybody in the yes. chat room and even those who watch it after positive yes. affirmations and you know great energy. Yes. You know, your energy is your currency, spend it yes. wisely. Yes. And thank you for such a lovely ending to the series for Let's Talk Mental Health, Valerie. Hey. It's been lovely having you. Yeah, I wish I, look, I want to get a copy of this and I put it onto my page and you of download it, send it to me and I'll show it to everybody else and it's, of course. Um, it's been lovely. No, most importantly, thank you for open. I didn't have to do anything. You just opened the door and I walked through it. <laughs> the doors are always open, sis. It's always open. Oh, my days. All right. Stay blessed, so, everybody. And yes. as to you, Rihanna, we've got more work to do. Yes, more work to do. Yeah, <laughs> we've got work to do. God bless you. Have a great yes. weekend, folks. Take care, everyone. I will see you tomorrow. I'll be by myself, just giving a roundup of the week for Mental Health Awareness Week. Let's make sure that what time? What time? Twelve o'clock. Let's say twelve. Great. I've got no football to worry about, so no problem. There's no M one. So yeah, I'll see you then. <laughs> right. Take care, everyone. Bye, -bye everybody. Bye, bye. See you later. <laughs> bye.